0: Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwill. Appreciate you joining me today on this chapter day journey. We are wrapping up the book of Genesis, chapter 50 today. And by the way, at tomvanderwall.com, probably this weekend, I'll be posting an index of all 50 chapters. So if you'd like to go back and go through them one by one or skip around, it will be there for you. Verses 19 and 20 resonated with me this morning. It says, but Joseph said to his brothers, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Today's podcast is entitled, The Choice. Over the years, Wendy and I have enjoyed hosting what we call Godfather Night. We have a big Italian dinner with friends who have never seen the all-time classic movie, The Godfather. And we watch together over a little glass of wine and some cannoli for dessert. It's so much fun. All right, now, spoiler alert. In the final minutes of the film, the patriarch of the family dies and his son, Michael decides to make a move against all of the family's enemies. This includes traitors within the family itself. As Michael stands in a Catholic church and becomes godfather to his sister's baby at the baptism ceremony, the vengeance against their traitors and enemy is mercilessly carried out. It all takes place as Michael is asked in the baptism ritual Do you renounce Satan? And he responds, I do renounce him. Ah, amazing scene. Now that scene came to mind this morning as I read the final chapter of Genesis. Jacob, the patriarch, dies. He and his family are living in Egypt under Joseph's protection. With the patriarch of the family dead, Joseph's brothers realize that they're in a precarious position. Joseph has all the power of Pharaoh and Egypt at his beck and call. Should Joseph decide to settle accounts with his brothers for beating him with murderous intent and selling him into slavery, he could. All Joseph had to do was give the word, and they'd all be sleeping with the fishes. The brothers send word to Joseph begging for his forgiveness. They come, bow down before him, and offer to be his slaves. Joseph's response is classic. Am I in the place of God, he says. See, Joseph is foreshadowing the song of Moses after the defeat of the Egyptians at the Red Sea, along with the instruction in Paul's letter to Jesus' followers in Rome. Quote, if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Don't take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, It's mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you'll heap burning coals on his head. Joseph goes on and says, You intended to harm me, my brothers, but God intended it for good. Joseph makes a willing decision to allow God's intentions to overshadow the ill intent of his brothers. Once again, his thoughts and actions, Joseph's thoughts and actions mirror the behavioral instructions given to all who follow Jesus. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 43 and 44, you've heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Romans 5, it says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, <laughs> because we know that the suffering produces good things. James 1, 2 through 3, it says, consider it joy, pure joy, brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, like the kinds that others bring upon you. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And then 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 and 7 says, In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief, like your brothers beating you in all kinds of trials, like being sold into slavery. These have come so that your faith will be proved genuine. Joseph goes on, God intended this for good to accomplish what is now being done to save many lives. Now Joseph's response foreshadows two important spiritual realities. First, he understands that all that has happened to him has resulted in saving the lives of his family. When God leads the tribes out of slavery in Egypt, he will say to them, this day I call the heavens and earth as witnesses against you and I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. That's Deuteronomy 30, 19. See, God is the God of life. And Joseph chooses not to go the Michael Corleone route down the path of death and vengeance. Joseph chooses life for his brothers. Second, the promises given to Abraham was that through his descendants, all nations of the earth will be blessed. Through Joseph's trials, he was placed in a position to give life, not only to the Egyptians and his family, but also to all the other nations and people groups that came to Egypt to buy food during the famine. Had it not been for Joseph's many trials, so many people from so many places would have perished. Instead, they lived and were blessed through Abraham's descendant, just as it was proclaimed. So in the quiet this morning, I find myself searching my heart to see if the seeds of vengeance are present. You know, stories like Joseph and the Godfather are so epic, yet the principles involved are intensely personal. Who's caused me harm? Who has made my life miserable? Who has wronged me or slandered me or thrown me under the bus? What seeds are taking root in my heart? Are they the seeds of resentment, hatred, and vengeance? Or the seeds of grace, mercy, and forgiveness? I'm reminded... That the fruit of the former leads to death, while the fruit of the latter leads to life. I say, spare the gun altogether. Share the cannoli. (laughs) Have a great day, my friend. We'll see you back here tomorrow.